With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Hive, a natural Christian mama's podcast. We are so glad you're listening to us today. Jackie, Bethany, and Shelby are three natural Christian mamas who run a ministry by that name. Check out our website and blog at www.naturalchristianmamas.org. Follow us on Facebook. Just search Natural Christian Mamas. And take time to join our Facebook community. Search Natural Christian Mamas Community. Jackie, Bethany, and Shelby are three mamas who love Jesus, choose to embrace natural living, and desire to help other mamas do the same. Please keep in mind that anything said on the show is our opinion. We are not medical professionals. What we say is most likely based on extensive research, but it's important for you to do what is best for your family. We want to welcome you to our special podcast today. This is called What's the Buzz? What's the Buzz is just a portion of our podcast where we talk about a current topic in our group. And we wanted to talk today about how to have an empowered birth. Shelby is with me today, and I'm Jackie, and we're going to talk to you about what it's like to have an empowered birth. So, Shelby, you are super pregnant. What, <laughs> super pregnant. <laughs> what are you doing right now to have an empowered birth? What are some things that you've prepared for as the days are leading up to you having a new baby? Well, right now I am in the waiting game area because I finally have all of my stuff together. Um, I was given a list by my midwife and then I had my own list of things that I might want at the birth. So in my truest fashion, I waited till like labor signs to start (laughs) filling out the supply list. But I would highly recommend you actually fill out this list slowly (laughs) so you're budget and your time does not run out um but basically i just really wanted to concentrate on making a space that i felt very comfortable in and that kind of meant like finding the perfect area in my house and just making it a a space for me if that makes sense totally totally um we birthed The last two births, we've done it in my rec room, actually, because the lights down there, they'll dim. And so I really, I wanted that. And also the dogs don't go down there. (laughs) So I didn't really (laughs) want to deal with the dogs while I was having babies and um, having them bug the midwives and all. So I totally understand what you're saying about finding a space that works for you. What are some of the things that you felt were the easiest or hardest to get on that list from your midwife? Um, I mean, honestly, for me, like the big stuff was easy. It was more so tying up all the little loose ends, like extra batteries and a flashlight and a thermometer, all the little things you don't think about um, that might be necessary. 
So I really had to pay attention and make 73 store trips. <laughs> yes. I felt like I was constantly going, okay, what do I need now? Okay, check that's off. Do I have enough towels? The answer is no. You will no. never have enough towels. You don't realize how much you're going to get out of the tub and whatnot. You just have Yeah, no I think I've hit the thrift store up three separate times and borrowed some of my friends towels who just had a home birth and had extras and I still don't think I really have enough <laughs> I think you'll be okay but just be you know realize that you you might run out and that's okay that's okay, that's okay. I'll make yeah. my husband do laundry while I'm in labor <laughs> while you're in labor <laughs> that's so funny for us we actually lucked out and we were able to purchase a birth pool for the price of renting one, someone had labored in it once and it comes with a liner, so it's not like anything happened to it. And so we were actually able to purchase a birth pool and it's been used three times, twice by me, once by one of my good friends. So it's been pretty cool and hopefully we'll use it again and then maybe sell it. I don't know. I'm not sure what else we're going to do with it. Yeah, that's awesome. So it was kind of like the same for me. Um, my midwife rents out a birth tub, um, but I was not a fan of the kind that she had. And it was also only $20 more to buy that specific one. But I found a friend who was willing to let me borrow hers. So that's what we're doing. So I just bought a new liner for it. And it's only been used once Perfect. as well. So yeah, and you have you have the same one that I do, right? It is the birth pool in a box, the eco version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I've already set it up because I'm impatient <laughs> like that. And I just wanted to make sure that I could do it and see how long it took, which is actually pretty important because, you know, those well, things. My, my last birth was like three hours. So <laughs> I right. definitely so needed to have it ready to we're go. Like an all night labor and didn't blow up your birth pool, then you might find yourself in trouble. Exactly, so exactly. You gotta find out how long it takes to blow up, um, and you have to find out how long it takes to fill up, and how long the hot water lasts, things like that. So for ours, our hot water does not fill up my whole pool. What we mm -hmm. do is about, uh, when I hit 37 weeks, we turn our hot water heater up to max, so that way we have as much hot water as we can, so that way when I finally go into labor, we have that. We fill the pool up as much as we can, and then during the labor, I have like my kettle and um, a pot of boiling water going, like every little bit. I don't know yes. if it felt, I never actually did it. People just brought it and put it into the tub so I don't actually know how often it was or anything, but the midwife would take the temperature occasionally and just make sure that was happening. So my mother-in-law last time was really good about constantly bringing boiling water, um, obviously not boiling, boiling, but hot water to bring to fill in the tub. Um, so baby and I weren't cold because that's the last thing you want is to be cold when you're trying right. to birth the a baby. The whole point is having that heat cover your stomach. But I was curious about that actually. Um, I do plan on having pots of water on the stove because we just got a brand new hot water heater and I just don't trust it yet. Mm -hmm. So were they pouring the hot water in while you were in the tub or did yes. you have to get out every time? Yes, they would just kind of pour it on the other side of the tub. Obviously, okay. it wasn't boiling, but right. it had just been boiled. It was hot enough 
and it never like burned me or anything and it didn't like melt the tub it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous yeah. or anything but uh but yeah so they just poured it in as I was on like the opposite side it wasn't a big deal it actually felt really good because I could like feel the warmth come <laughs> so oh, yeah so prepping for home birth finding a good space for you if you're home birthing um you know, a space that will empower you and make you feel safe and calm. I think that that's really important. Um, and knowing how long it's going to take to fill up your pool is very important. And having all your supplies, even the little things like, do you have Arnica for, you know, postpartum? Do you have all those other things that you're going to need? Right close by do you have more than one outfit down there how many diapers do you have if you're cloth diapering have you picked out the one the first one your baby's gonna wear because I think that's kind of important so I have but (laughs) important and it's totally black metallic mermaid scales (laughs) (laughs) that's fitting Shelby that's totally exactly I mean he's gonna be a merman so (laughs) He'll fit right in with your tribe. That's awesome. Exactly. I think another thing um, other than supplies is knowing who you want to be at the birth. I think that's really important too. Yes, totally. Who are you having at your birth? A lot of people, right? A lot of people. (laughs) So um, my parents and my siblings have been at every birth. So um, all of them will be there. And my midwife, of course, and a student midwife. And all three of my girls plan on being there. We do have a backup of my grandparents to come get them if if they feel overwhelmed or uncomfortable. Um, but I think that they'll be fine. We've had lots of talks and watched tons of videos. And, um, and then I'll just have my, um, she's kind of like my doula, not really a doula, but she's like my support mom. And uh, okay. she's great at massages. <laughs> Perfect. And, um, then I plan on having a videographer and a photographer there as well. You did say your husband, right? And my husband, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, and your <laughs> girls, you said that you've been preparing them. Yes. And watching videos and stuff in their ages four, six, and seven. Four, four seven, and eight. Yeah. Four, seven, and eight. Okay. So they're they're definitely old enough to to be there and to Jareth was there last time so my oldest he was four mm-hmm. he missed the birth and he was very disappointed by that surprisingly Aww. he we prepared him and my younger one as well who was two at the time we prepared them by reading a few books there's one my midwives had and it's something along the lines of the title is like Tell me about the night that Maxwell was born. It's a little girl asking her mom. And it's pretty great because it goes through the home birth. And it's it's actually a home birth story. And then at some oh, point, wow. the grandma takes the, the daughter away so the mom can concentrate on having the new little baby. And so the kids were really prepared for that. Um, we did watch one or two videos. They didn't really seem to care, though. Um, yeah, but I wanted them to be familiar with the noises and just possibly what could happen. I didn't want them to be concerned or scared about normal birth stuff. Right. 
So yeah, that's kind of, I mean, we've had lots of discussion and I'm very open with them as far as noises that could happen or mm -hmm. seeing blood or knowing that mommy's in pain. Um, for sure. We've talked about, you know, if they want to just watch quietly or if they want to jump in and offer to help, like rubbing my shoulders or bringing me a cool rag, things like that. Um, and they seem really, really interested. Um, I've suggested them going to a friend's house or staying with uh, their grandparents if they wanted to. And they're like, no way, we're not going to miss it. So yeah, we'll that's awesome. It it's a great opportunity for them. My son learned a lot. We called him down right after baby was born. So literally as soon as the baby was on my chest, we called my son down. The reason that we didn't have him down for the birth was because I pushed the baby out in four minutes and uh, I just wasn't thinking. I mean, I was right. pushing a baby out. That was kind of top priority <laughs> at this point. Right. And uh, so as soon as I had the baby, I was like, oh, right. He wanted to be here. And so I called oh, him down no. and he comes running downstairs and he was so excited. And he really enjoyed all of the, even the medical midwife type stuff they do after when they were checking the baby and they were looking at the placenta and all that stuff. Surprisingly, he really enjoyed it. And I kind of saw it as a homeschool learning opportunity anyway. These are things that everybody should know, girl or boy growing up. This right. is what bodies do important if he's going to be a dad one day for him to know what his wife goes through so I completely agree I've gotten some input um from family as far as them being uncomfortable with me allowing the girls to be there and my question to them was really like what are we trying to hide and why like for why sure. would we try to hide something so pure and amazing um and, you know, just God ordained as birth, like it doesn't get more miraculous than that, really. So if they're interested in it, why keep them from it? Absolutely. I completely, completely agree with that. And I think that's a great way to look at it. I know that my family wasn't very on board with my son being there, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, that's what worked for our family. And so that's what we did because that was yep. important for us so and I don't think it was inappropriate in any way so okay so having someone there for your kids though is important my mother-in-law was there and she took the kids upstairs when it was time when they didn't want to be there down there anymore or anything like that so what happens when you can't have a home birth what happens when you want that empowered natural birth but either you're too far from the hospital, you don't feel comfortable, you can't find a midwife that will birth at home, um, or you have some medical condition where you have to birth the hospital. So what are some things that someone can do to still have an empowered birth? Um, I can tell you my plan as far as if we need to be transferred for any reason. Um, I'm kind of just setting myself up mentally as far as if we do need to transfer, both of our health is more important than the setting in which we birth in. Um, mm -hmm. However, the circumstances under which we birth are also very important. 
to mother and baby. So I think just knowing your rights while you're in the hospital, like you do not have to do what the doctor insists as far as cervical checks or Pitocin or epidurals. And you don't have to take anyone's advice that you are not wanting to take. Um, And really, I just, I guess it's like just mentally preparing yourself. And if you want to bring your birth playlist and if you want to, you know, turn the lights down low and things like that, then birth how you want to and just forget about the building, you know? Yes, absolutely. It's definitely different. I mean, as you've had hospital births and my first was supposed to be in a home birth and it was unfortunately a hospital birth. So we had Mm -hmm. a quick change of plans. We went to the midwife and she said, I'll meet you at the hospital in two hours. You have to birth a baby today. So that was definitely um, a shock to the system. Mm -hmm. We weren't prepared for that. I didn't have a hospital bag ready. Um, We were still a month from when we should have met the baby because we were 36 weeks and four days at that point when he decided he wanted to come. And so we went home and packed a bag. My husband actually wasn't even there. He was on his way home from another province. And so he met me at home. We drove to the hospital and there you go. One of the things that I did do to prepare and my midwife had suggested is that um, instead of just making a birth plan, make a birth plan and then also make a birth plan with bullet points. And that was what we used to present to the nurses and the doctor that were taking care of me at the hospital. Unfortunately, the doctor didn't listen very much, but (laughs) my midwife was there. She knew what I wanted. The nurses were great and they supported me. So having that list was important and having it in a concise manner so they could just go, okay, this, okay, this, okay, this. And they respected the fact that I didn't want to put antibiotics in his eyes the moment he was born or at all for that matter you know there was not even a fight about that um there wasn't a fight pretty much about anything I wanted but um so that was good I just did get pressured to have pain medicine which I declined Mm -hmm. multiple times and my midwife because The way it works here is when you enter the hospital and if certain medical procedures have to be done, your care is transferred to a doctor. So she was there and when my baby was born, he was born into her care, but I was still under the doctor who I'd never met until that day, right? And so she was there more as a support person, almost as a doula for me, which was Mm -hmm. fantastic but she had no rights over my care, which was kind of hard. So she fought for me, but at the same time, there was only so much she could do. So it was good that I had a clear birth plan. She knew it, I knew it, my husband knew it, and I was able to present it to the nurses in a clear, concise way. So I think that was really important. I mean, I also Mm -hmm. had the lights down, I had my music on. I didn't have everything I wanted, because we had two hours to get to the hospital. Right. Um, so obviously we weren't 
you know, like prepared. I didn't have like a suitcase full of stuff. So if you're planning on having a hospital birth, you can, you know, bring more stuff than what I had. You can bring your yoga ball, I which I strongly suggest. I, you can bring you know, anything else that you think you would want in the birth. Um, some people use like pool noodles to help with back. Some people use tennis balls. There, There's so many different things that you can bring. Um, even a TENS machine can be really good for back pain, especially in early labor. So just knowing that you can have all of these things prepared in advance so that way when you do go into the hospital or if you unfortunately have to transfer your care you still have those tools to Mm -hmm. allow you to have an empowered birth right you you, this is still your birth it doesn't matter if you're giving birth in your house or at the hospital or you know in the woods somewhere the thing is is it's (laughs) your birth which may be goals (laughs) (laughs) hippie goals absolutely hippie goals (laughs) but it's your birth And you are the boss and, you know, obviously like you're in the middle of labor, you're not really there to fight, but knowing your rights and knowing what you can do and doing it is important. Right. Um, How do you think, or did you struggle at all mentally as far as you lost your dream of home birth? Would you ever get that? How do you think you processed all that and like overcame that disappointment? That's an amazing question. Well, immediately I cried. Um, Mm -hmm. That was my very first reaction. I'm at the midwives alone. My husband's, you know, nowhere near. Like, I mean, he was a province over and she's like, oh, by the way, you're not going to have your home birth. We have to go to the hospital. And I was like, "Mm, what? Like, mm-hmm. come again? Am I hearing this right? Like, I was just like, waiting. I was so close to 37 weeks. So mm-hmm. close. I was preparing. I was, you know, we had done the Bradley Method books. We were practicing contractions at night. We were doing all sorts of things to get my husband and myself prepared to have this amazing home birth. And then, bam, in a moment, everything changed. And we had to go to the hospital. Not only did I have to go to the hospital, I had to get, you know, I had to get Pitocin. And looking back, I would have done things differently. But my water was leaking. And she led me, the midwife led me to believe that the best course of action was to get induced at that point. So we wouldn't have bacteria and, you know, introduced and all of that, which obviously can be harmful. Again, I did my research and I would feel comfortable going on bed rest, but I think that's a decision that everyone needs to make. You know, they have to look at their research and figure it out from there for themselves. But Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so we went to the hospital and my midwife's trying to calm me down and I'm freaking out. Like, I feel crushed. Like, how am I supposed to go into a birth? feel empowered when everything that I'd hoped for had been stripped away. Not only am I not going to have my natural birth, my home birth, I'm not going to have my natural birth. I'm going to have to get on Pitocin and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I had visions of me having to get a cesarean because that can easily happen. The moment you Mm -hmm. 
give a little bit and have to get a little bit of, you know, medical intervention, it sometimes just spirals. And that was obviously not what I wanted. Once my son was born, so I did do it without an epidural or anything. So I was like, really encouraged. I was empowered by that. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, come at me, like, I can do this, <laughs> you know, Pitocin or not, I'll at least not have pain meds, whatever. I mean, I don't care, birth how you want, but it was important to me to know that I still had some control over my birth. I'm also quite stubborn, so that probably factored into it. (laughs) So once he was born, he actually ended up in the NICU for eight days. And that kind of, you know, that that was more what I focused on. Every All the feelings I had about my birth just kind of got washed away when you look at your son and you can't hold him because he's in an incubator and... They won't let you breastfeed him because he's just not strong enough. He's not breathing without help. You know, all of those things about your birth kind of just go away. But they all came back when I was pregnant with my second. And I had to plan my next home birth. And I had to deal with all of these emotions that I never actually dealt with. So, mm-hmm. But I did have my second at home. My huge, massive child, 10-pound, (laughs) 5-ounce child at home. Oh, my. And it was perfect, and it was wonderful, but it was still hard. And then I went on to have my third at home, and that one was even – that was probably my best birth was my third one. You know, Mm -hmm. so you you have to deal with those emotions, but everybody's going to do it in their own time. And it just took me, you know, until I got pregnant – super pregnant with a second to realize, shoot, I have a lot of emotions that I never dealt with because it is a dream that gets taken away from you. And yes, everybody just wants a healthy baby. But I think that having a healthy mom is important too. And having um, a mom who feels empowered for their birth is, is very important. It's more than just about a baby. Obviously, having a safe and healthy baby and mom is the top, you know, priority. But, you right. know, your feelings are important, too. So. Right. So, yeah, that answers your question, I hope. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so what are some things you have on your birth plan for your birthing at home, what are some things that you have on there that... Uh... Um, I think it's really important for me to... Um, I mean, we chose a home birth because it was important for me to be able to move around, for me to labor how, like, I instinctually felt I needed to for instead sure. of here, lay in this bed, wait for the beds to kick in, and, you know, we'll have a baby on the doctor's timing sort of deal. So it was really important for me to be able to walk around my house and um, if I needed to take a hot shower and let that hot water hit my back or if I needed to do hip circles on the yoga ball, like I I just wanted that freedom. And I love that my midwives are willing to be completely hands off unless I ask them to step in. Perfect. But I know they're there in case I need them. Absolutely. My midwives were really just so great about knowing when to and when not to touch me or help me. It was actually quite amazing just watching my midwife sit back and 
just take everything in. You mm-hmm. know, and she's writing notes and doing everything she has to do and, and obviously checking on me. She's not ignoring me, but she was just taking it in and she was listening to my noises and she knew when things were getting more intense based on like her observations of me. And um, mm-hmm. and it was just really good to have that connection with your midwife, to feel comfortable with them, to feel comfortable that they respect you. And that you also trust their medical expertise because this is your baby and things can happen. And you want to know that they're going to do everything they can to protect you and your baby if necessary. Absolutely. I think it's kind of funny just because I have had hospital births and we are planning this for the very first time. The experience is so incredibly different. Um my husband made a joke that it seems like I just go and hang out at a friend's house that knows what she's talking about when it comes to birth. <laughs> and, um, and it really is because we just kind of sit there and chat about the pregnancy and yep. she, she takes my stats and my vitals and everything. And it's still very professional, but she just treats it like a friend and we're going to experience something amazing together. Whereas, Every appointment with my midwife, I felt like I was like a study case. You mean your OB? I had to fight for all of my decisions and explain myself. Whereas this one, she just asks me my opinion on something and I sign a paper saying, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. For sure. And she's perfectly okay with that. We made a joke that um, because my entire family is going to be at my house (laughs) for this, um, my mom is known for her cooking, so she's going to come over and cook while I'm in labor. And they can just chill out on the couch and be fed. And if I need <laughs> them, I'll ask for them. <laughs> That's awesome. Whereas when I was in the hospital, I never got a moment to even sleep because I was constantly being poked and prodded and um, checked and even against my consent. Like I would not want them to touch me. And, you know, they would kind of be like, well, we have to check you anyway. And um, so this is just like a totally different experience. And I'm so like thrilled to be able to go through it um, with only my instincts. For sure. For sure. Well, that sounds amazing. I I never had an OB, so I, I can't really speak to what those appointments are like. But I definitely agree. Having a midwife throughout the pregnancy and during, you know, labor and beyond is works really really well for my personality and what I need and I feel respected I feel that what I want or don't want is respected I'm always told you know well the risks of this or that are x y and z but it's always my decision is respected so Mm -hmm. well I think that um that's pretty great And I think we've talked about a lot. And um, I just want to thank you, Shelby, for hanging out with me and chatting candidly about birth. I'm so excited (laughs) to uh, hear all about your newest little one's arrival. And um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I hope that you learned a little bit of something and um, that you feel empowered to have an empowered birth because you are in charge of your body you are in charge of your birth and never forget that the creator created you to birth this baby that no matter what else happens 
God has created you for this moment and he is there to empower you. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.